And now, and now, introducing the one, the only, so let me introduce to you, lively talk with successful people, barely filtered. This is the Jenna Ben Show. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. You're listening to the Jenna Ben Show. And with us today is father and son, <laughs> badass, like they've been cracking me up for the past half hour, uh, Antonio and AJ McKee. What's up, guys? How you so, doing? Hanging in there. Oh, now you're all quiet. No, I've been no, talking no. shit for the last half hour. <laughs> I, I just want to, I'm going to follow your lead and try to do this the way you want it done. Okay. All right. I like that. It'll be the McKee show in a minute. Please. By all means. All right. So Antonio, a.k.a. Mandingo. Oh my God. I changed that name. <laughs> I looked it. you up on the internet. Yes. That wasn't me. That, no. That was the alter ego. Got it. Yeah. That was the alter ego. Okay. I'm the godfather now. All right, I dig it. I changed. So, um, MMA lightweight, you won the Maximum Fighting Championship, competed in UFC, um, Tokyo Sabres, did yeah, I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. Um, IFL, Dream, K1 Heroes, King of the Cage, World Fighting Alliance. And are you now affiliated with the World Series of Fighting? No, no, Bellator, actually. Bellator, uh, okay. ready to do something really nice in September with Bellator. Yes. So you, you're still kicking butt. Tell us what you're up to now. Tell you what? What you're up to now. Like, you've uh, done so much. I didn't even list. That was like a, a third of your resume. You know what? I'm just enjoying life now and just being a good dad and a role model, uh, being an example of the fighters that are up and coming, try to be a great coach and be a good friend in the process of all that. Yeah, no, you're so cute how you're so shy and reserved right now. <laughs> oh no, I'm just trying to be professional for you because I don't want you to get in trouble on your own show. Oh, I can't get but in trouble, it's get, my show. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, well so so let me tell you what I'm really about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just trying to do the right thing now. You know, I've had a good 20 years of doing everything wrong mm. I can you, that you can imagine from everything to everything. We'll just leave it at that. But now uh, I just want to be an example for a lot of the guys that are up and coming, and I just want to have fun. Yeah. I want to be on, sh I want to do sh talk show like yours. Yes, I love that. Okay, AJ, so AKA Mercenary, is that accurate? That's me. That's you. Okay, so you're 24, you're from Long Beach, you're a current MMA featherweight, active since 2015, and you have 14 wins and zero losses, is that right? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's amazing. I can't believe you're undefeated. That's like super rare, right? Um, in the MMA world, yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. Um, love that. Okay, so father-son duo. So is it safe to say that you got into fighting because Antonio, your father, was all scrappy as a kid and got into the game? No. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. He he never wanted me to fight. He Really? Yeah, that's the crazy part. Until uh, it was a decision he had to make. <laughs> he was Messing up real bad, fighting in the streets, <laughs> wearing Compton, and they're doing backyard brawls, just doing it all wrong. And I said, son, listen. How is that wrong? Because you were doing it in- Was there amateur? There was no judges. There was, was there amateur? <laughs> no. Okay. But So we, we, we very lightly started him to fight in underground promotions, and mm -hmm. he did very well. So he's been fighting for quite a while. It's, it's just in his blood. Um, and he, he's pretty good at it. Just, I, I didn't want him to do the wrong thing and go the wrong direction. Because the last event, he knocked some crip out in Long Beach, uh -oh. okay? He knocked out a gangster. And uh -huh. you know we're scared of gangsters in Long Beach. And he knocked <laughs> the guy out. And then there's supposed to be a hit on my son for knocking some guy out. Oh, my and God. So I go on YouTube, and I get it in an email. And I go down, talk to the gang leader. Oh, and he's a, he's a kid. I'm like, come on, man. My son's a 
he's a child at the time he knocked this guy out. And at that point I realized that left hand is real. Mm. <laughs> How old were you at the time? I think I was a sophomore in high school. So. Wow, okay. Yeah, I was pretty young. I just came back. I was living with my mom in Temecula. I was getting in trouble fighting out there. Couldn't wrestle, so I decided to come back. Started wrestling, and yeah, wrestling wasn't enough. Mm. So kept fighting. Was getting in fights, school, alleys, streets, just wherever you could fight, you know? Was it just, it was fun for you? Yeah, it was fun. You just, I was always a small guy on top of it, so guys would love to challenge a four foot eight. Mm. 98 pounds. Were you really four foot eight? Dad, how, how, how yeah, tall? I was, I was tiny until about my sophomore, I'd say the end of my sophomore year of high school. And then you just sprouted? I went to about 128 pounds. And then I was probably about five, three. And then I just kept growing. Boom, 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 boom. By the time I was freshman year of college, I was 140, 140 pounds. Mm. Yeah. So it was, I was a late bloomer, but when I bloomed, I took off. Yeah. I, I wonder why I was a late bloomer. <clears throat> Why? What do you mean? He had stuff sh stunting his growth or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. He swears it was smoking weed. Yeah. He, you know, we're talking about weed and weed. Everything. Weed is destroying the earth. He'd come home with black eyes and busted lips. And I'm like, what happened? Oh, dad, I was just wrestling practice today. And I actually believe that crap. <laughs> Did you now? Okay, wait. I want to ask you. So when um, boxer Gabriel Rosado was on the show, he said that as a teen, he would go out and just fight sort of like as a hobby because that's what you did. Like there was no beef. It's just, let's see who could win this round. Is that yeah. what it was like for you? I think it, it's just more of human nature. You know, you kind of, you want to see who's that top dog, big or small. You want to, mm. you want to test it. You want to see that David versus Goliath. You want to see who, you know, who's got the bigger balls. Sounds like a little man ego to me. It yeah, sounds like machismo, but, I mean, but, was, but kids, kids are into kids, that. I you think. Know? It's, mm. it's an extreme. We're adrenaline junkies. But that's the part of me that I don't I don't think will ever leave me. No matter fighting or not, I, I love adrenaline. He's not lying about the, the, the adrenaline junkie. He's totaled four cars. What? I know. So you're better at fighting <laughs> than driving. I didn't. I mean, yeah, it was I was in the vehicle, but it How was. How are not you gonna my say fault. you did it when there's four cars total? <laughs> it Wait, wasn't my fault. You no, know, the cold part is this is karma. I stole four cars oh, when no. I was growing up, right? <laughs> not I literally my fault. stole four cars. He totaled four cars and the first car he totaled was my dream car i had a cls 550 oh. amg uh, oh just all tricked out beautiful car and it was so funny because the night when he totaled it i had this vision <laughs> that he was going to crash the car and i said aj be really careful when you drive the car <laughs> i didn't tell him i had a funny feeling i'm like damn he's been gone for like 20 minutes and it was just a five minute trip no it wasn't i had to go downtown it, it was a 20 minute trip right okay an hour goes by, he hasn't came home. I already knew. When he got home, he actually didn't even come home. He called me. Dad. I'm like, are you okay? That's all Aww, I want to know. Oh, you're a good dad. He said, yeah, I'm fine. I said, fuck the car. We can buy a new car. We can't buy a new AJ. Oh, I, I didn't would ex expect you to beat his ass, though. <laughs> you know, a lot of people did. It comes back to karma. I stole four cars, yeah. and I never got caught for it. Too late. Statue limitations is there. Up. You go. <laughs> I was about to say. I don't know if we want to talk about this. Yeah, it's over now. It's over. It's over. Okay, I want to talk about your childhood a little bit because I know My childhood. your childhood. Because oh, you boy. you got a rocky start in life. You know what? I'm. I, I used to look at it as the victim, but now I look at it as I. It was I was strong enough to deal with what I went through, so I could help others. Because mm -hmm. that's what my objective is now is to help others. It was crazy. 
I was a really intelligent kid. Mm. And uh, back in the 70s, they didn't really have programs for kids like me. Right. Um, so I was placed in a special school for special kids. Uh, but I had a special problem. I okay. couldn't sit still. I could not focus. But I had the mindset of a genius. Mm. And so I recently was going to file a lawsuit against the uh, state because of the activities that took place in this facility. Um, but anyway, long story short, you know what? Life was rough. Um, I grew up with no dad. Um, was searching for that father figure. Just unfortunately, when you live in low-income area, your 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 upbringing and who you look up to as a mentor are wrong. I was looking up to drug dealers. I was looking up to gangsters. Yeah, I mean, I your options are pimps, limited, right? You hustlers, don't have access yeah. to you know yeah. professionals and. It was horrible. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I can fight. I love to fight. I didn't give a crap. I like to fight. And so I just said, look, I'll go collect money for people who owe you money. And How old were you when this happened? Uh, I was about 15 when I started my first collection. Okay. Um, and that was your first job? Yeah. Well, my first job, I sold candy mm. and being rejected every day when I knock on a door in a nice neighborhood. No, we're not interested. Call the police on me. I was just pissed off. I'm that like, made you so strong, though. You know, you are absolutely right. I didn't realize it at the time, but rejection is what turns me on. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it, like, oh, it's a challenge for me because being rejected so much, you develop these mechanisms to move forward. Mm -hmm. You don't accept no for an answer. And so right. I became my biggest fan. You would do amazing at sales now. No, it's I that don't. resiliency. Well, mm -mm. maybe no interest. Well, what but... am I selling? Honey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, you know, that, that those obstacles I ran through, it was just difficult because... I didn't really, I wasn't a bad person, but I needed to stay busy. Mm. And academically, I had tested off the charts. So they were like, look, this kid's really intelligent. Let's do something with this kid and find out what his interest is. And then I went to like the science school. They wanted me to build all this stuff. And I, I made a boat out of milk cards and so on and so on. But I just had a temper. I was very hurt, very angry. Mm. Um, just didn't have a mother. Then being molested. Okay, that, 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 the mother part wasn't as bad because she was trying to do what she could as a woman to, to raise me. But then the being molested by her best friend, it just what? it was just one thing after another. What? So this was by your mother's best friend? Yeah. This was probably from five all the way up until about seven or eight that I recall. It may have been when I was younger, but I vivid. I, I started yeah. to remember this stuff as I got older. And I was always trying to figure out why I was so weird toward girls. You know what I mean? Wow. So I just became a just straight up womanizer. I was horrible. I was so bad. And you oh. had no conscience about it. Did No, I thought they owed me their world. Wow. And so... You know, one thing led to another, but at the end of the day, I take full responsibility for everything, and that's why today I'm such a cool person to talk to because I, I, I really get <laughs> if it. You say, if you say so yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, I told you I got to work for me. Can't work for you. I, if it doesn't I, work for me, I'm going to fail. No, you are you are amazing, and you are very cool to talk to. I've actually had a blast just chatting with you guys prior to recording. Mm. Um, and, and I want to know, AJ, how has your father's past influenced your upbringing? Um, it's, it's funny cause we're like complete opposites. Yeah. You know, he's, he's the more talkative person. He's going to go talk. I'm the person, I'm going to just kick it, sit in the back, yeah, hang out, relax and just enjoy myself. You know, I'm, I'm not very outspoken. I'm not going to go look for a conversation. This dude, he'll look for a conversation. <laughs> well, he's anywhere. got lots of opinions uh, man, and he will express them as soon as they enter his as mind. As. And you, I notice like you'll speak when you have something to say. Yeah. Other than that, you know, it's. Yeah, I'm just kicking it, hanging out. We were talking about how this guy is like dangerous when it comes to women, though, because you know, you Who, know, me? you. No, he is. No, well, 
Him, I can see him coming. You, you're mm. like, you like, you creep up and then, but not in a creepy way. Mm. You just, you, you know, I feel like you, um, you get in there at the right moment. You are probably someone that understands timing very well. Yeah, I understand timing, but uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be bold like this guy to yeah. <laughs> to walk up when that timing's right. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of a shy person. I stay to myself for the most part. You know, I'm uh, kind of in my own world, twenty four seven. Something tells me that the women approach you. Am I wrong? No, shit. If they did, I'd have more <laughs> conversations. <laughs> but um, sometimes. You know, sometimes you get that bold, that bold, that bold woman. She'll walk up to you and, "Hi, how are you?" And you know, I'm not, I'm not rude. I'll have a conversation. I'm very cordial and cool, but I'm never the type that's just gonna walk up to a girl and start having a conversation. Mm. I'm, that's that's all, Mr. McKee. You are hot. He's gonna be like, "How are you doing?" We're going to get Cold Stone right now. Right. Like that's yes. that's just my dad. You know. I love that. Actually, um, our next show is uh, another dating episode because you know what you guys want to hear That's and so guy. well it's you got to be single he, he you're taken write, Poppy. He write a book <laughs> <laughs> i just know you women very well i've had a lot of experience so i understand first off you can't have an ego with a woman and you definitely take your emotions out of it and we just you're water and i'll be the river mm. and you just flow just just let it go because today you're this way tomorrow you're another way 15 minutes from now you're this way that way this way you if any man tries to follow he's gonna go crazy so I just relax. So you hey, take a babe, more passive and approach choose. and you let the woman guide. Yeah, but I let her think she's guiding. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. At the end of the road, I have the treasure map. So Okay. All right. <laughs> he said at the end of the road. <laughs> yeah, it's been a great life. I'm telling you, at 50 years old, I'm 49, I'll be 50 in a second. And I have enjoyed absolutely every moment of it. I Even when I, things were bad and I was in those bad places in those dark times, I knew that this day would come where I would sit next to my son and we would train together. I used to tell mm. him the stuff when he was a little kid. I said, you know, when you grow up, we're going to work out together. I never thought about fighting on the same card because there was a lot of injuries in this sport. There's a lot of injuries. Yeah. And I was a pretty smart fighter. And to see him perform the way he performs, it would be an honor for me to fight with him. Mm. More I mean, than he that, that was kind of always part of my dream, you know? That really? Was, yeah, that was something I always told him. I was like, man... I was like, I want to fight on the same card as you. Like, father and yeah. son compete together. No one's done that. Later on, I found out no one had done that as professional athletes, period, since baseball. Mm. So I'm like, man, this being such a hands-on and physical sport, I'm like, dude, you train with me every day. Especially on the American soil. Yeah. We're the badasses. Hmm. He's Lebanese, black, and Russian, and I love every bit of it. Just mm. bursting with attitude, hostility, and anger, and frustration, <laughs> and hella athleticism. <laughs> You guys are amazing. You really are more like friends than father and son. Or I guess like I could say, he's he's like the dad. okay, fair enough. Fair enough. He's, he's Except for wrecking cars, you do seem more responsible. Hey, yeah. like my speed. Yeah, he's the dad. I'm the kid. Yeah, I admit to that. I mean, it is what it is. I ain't trying to change it up. I'm just enjoying life. And for me, I tell people all the time, be happy. I don't care how much money you make. If you're happy with what you're doing, you'll live and you'll get what you want. Just be happy. People are so miserable. Like your show, you're happy. You're beautiful. You're smiling. You got us in here. We're full. Your energy is, is, is growing on us, and, and we're having a great show. We're probably going to be your best people on your show, and we're going to come <laughs> back, and we're going to talk about other things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about MMA. What's happening right now? Where are you at in your career, Antonio? You know what? 
I'm just having fun. I did a. I was very smart about how I fought. I didn't take any damage. Uh, I'm in great shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to fighting September the 28th in the same cage as my son. I mean, there is so no cool. win. I mean, there's no loser that night. Yeah. No matter what the outcome is. Uh, I went undefeated for about seven years, eight years. He's undefeated. Wow. Um, this Fourth is year. this is just going to be amazing night at Bellator in the Coliseum in the California. I'm sorry, at the Forum, at the forum. in uh, in L.A. Wow, to, so you're going to be here. Okay, well, yes. I want to come. Yes. You, okay. It's actually my first fight back come. on our turf since like... I think like my fifth fight. Well, yeah. I haven't fought back home since like my fifth fight. So wow, okay. It's it's gonna be a big night. You know, they're starting the million dollar tournament. They're doing a million dollar so tournament. So this is the one. This is this, your next big fight. This is I it. saw some stuff on social media. So, yeah, he's fighting yeah. Georgie. I'm Kukarjian. fighting Georgie Kakarian. Okay. So he's yeah. he's first round. After that, I got three more fights, and I'll be a millionaire. We're gonna be on that yacht. <laughs> yes, yes so. God willing. Now, All oh, the he's way. willing. <laughs> yes, he is. Because I am able, he is willing. Yes. There we go. He said he would meet all our needs. Did he not say that in his his voice to us? He said, I will meet all your needs. Okay? And we right. need that million dollars. You need that. Yes, we yes, do. Yes, I'm with you. All right. Okay, so that's happening in September. Um, all right, I'm going to make sure that Arnold and I are there. And we'll be it, there supporting you guys. I, I cannot wait it's gonna for be that fun. night. We're going to let the fireworks Bring it, boy. I'm talking about. I think they're going to see a different Antonio that night because I'm happy. Mm. He still wants to fight. When I was he fighting. Wants to have many... He's 49 and still kicking ass. No, and but... you have the energy of like a 25-year-old. Yeah, he wants yes. to fight 25-year-olds. <laughs> and that's what I'm telling him. I'm like, Dad, just go go fight. You know, just enjoy fight being a, a pioneer of the sport. Go Who? go enjoy that. Jenna, Jenna, hold on. <laughs> Who are they going to put me to fight at my age? I will hurt somebody my age. Yes, yeah, that, yes, I agree. Are you serious? You better yeah. give me a little young buck that's on his way up that needs to be calmed down. No. Oh, boy. I train with him every day and Joey Davis and and, 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 and Kimbo Slice. I mean, we got some talent in my gym. Mm. And I'm right there until I get tired. And to get tired of yeah. my little oxygen mask. And father, fight. father do, do you know what happens when you get older? What? You get tired. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I missed that one. Like, I'm going to go in the ring with my, my stroller. What did you call that thing? The old people carry? The walker. I'm going to go. I'm going to come out in a walker. Watch. I'm going to come out in a walker. And they're going to be like, what? And then when they see the athleticism that I display. Yeah. They're like, holy shit. This is the new Superman. Okay. What's your diet like? How do you have so much energy? Snickers. No. No, he's There's no lying. way you're eating all that crap. Honestly, no. my entire house is addicted to Snickers because of me. It's what? his fault. Snickers his fault. honestly needs to sponsor me my entire... We probably spend... Every, every time my stepmom goes to the grocery store, we come home at least 10 Snickers. Like, a, it's, it's real life a problem. In my we house. had a Snicker on the way up here, me and him both. both. I was chewing on Yeah. So. Snickers a day it's is literally so it's funny. part of my diet. Okay, I have to tell you something. Um, Please. My, okay, it's not as lively as what you're saying, but my late best friend, God rest her soul, her father would always bring us Snickers, like from our early 20s, whenever like one of us was in a bad mood, because I was like his second daughter. I still am, he still calls me daughter. Um, he would bring us Snickers and just randomly he'd come home and we'd be all happy and you know, See? that's so funny. Something's in the Snickers. It is. <laughs> what are you guys putting in that? It, <laughs> what is it? It is, is, it is the, so good. Is it the nougat, the nuts or the caramel? When I was younger, I used to, um, like eat it in in parts, and yes. I would eat the nougat first. Me too. Yeah, that so I eat the all the chocolate part. off. I See? eat the chocolate first. I don't, no, don't even like. You can take the chocolate away. That's I what want I like. the nougat. I don't like the chocolate. I want just what's in the middle. 
Um, that's how I feel about the Reese's Pieces peanut butter cups. That peanut like, butter. Yeah. I don't even think there's peanut butter in it, by the way. <laughs> but um, anyway. Anyway. Let's talk about your gym. Body shop is gangster. Yeah, I don't okay. care what nobody says. You Where can go to all located? these little fancy ass gyms they got everywhere. And look, people always say, oh, you're so cocky. Said, no, I'm just passionate about what I do and how I feel. And I know the work that my guys put in. I know the work that I put in. And I'm passionate about that. Don't be no damn haters when you see this radio talk show. Just <laughs> embrace this shit and be happy that at 50 years old, I can do what I do and sit next to my son. And we're not the typical statistics of America. You know what I mean? Be happy for me. But the body shop is gangster. It's called the body shop. Yeah, Body Shop Fitness is the place where you go and take your body to get work done on it. Okay. Well, and it's all okay. natural. We don't shoot <laughs> steroids. We don't do all this EPOs and all this stuff these other fighters at the high levels are doing. We don't do that. We just train hard and we train smart. I'm really yeah. talented, technical about how they train and why they need to train that way. And the sport itself is showing them why you need to train the way that my guys train and not the way all these other celebrity gyms are training. Really? Okay. So tell us more about that. Well, you know, a lot of these gyms, you go in and there's so much ego spearing at the door uh -huh. when you get in there and instead of people greeting you, um, you have to greet them. Right. Um, and I, I kind of pioneered that back in the day. I used to go into all the martial art gyms and challenge the instructor. I wanted to see how good I was to go fight in the UFC. I just didn't know it was, you know, it was at that time it was a little different. Right. But anyway, um, they beat each other up so bad that when they get to the fight, they suffer concussions. Mm. They suffer injuries, tendon joints. There's a lot of things that are wrong and you would never know. But because they uh, dedicate themselves to the fight game, they, they don't have any choice. They fight every three to four months. This isn't a basketball game. This isn't a, a football game. We're actually trying to hurt each other. Yeah. Um, so being that said, most of the injuries that occur in this sport are occurred in the gym practicing. Not in the actual fight. It's in the gym practicing, and then they go into the fight, and then they get that injury is 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 enhanced a little bit. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so it's kind of underlying, and then it surfaces right at their fight. Right, because they're not able to perform where they should because they have issues. So I've I've been a firm believer of it, um, and I believe that you should train the smart way. And I'm not going to give all that up because. A lot of gyms are trying to copy what I'm doing. Right. They've been watching. They've seen how uh, I've I've raised talent. I, you know, I've trained trained Rampage for many many years. Chuck Liddell was one of the newest celebrities on the roster. Mm. And so for for a young man like myself to go into that level of training high level fighters, Tyron Woodley, what am I doing that these guys are interested in? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. Mm. The problem is I cannot leave my family. And that's what the body shop is. It's called Team Body Shop. There's not McKee fighting, McKee this, McKee system. It's Team Body Shop. And the reason why we're so good is that we function and we operate like a team. You know, I saw that when I came to see you guys with uh, Arnold that one night. Yeah. It was just, um, there was such a like family type yeah. culture, like yeah. from the person that checked us in to um, your wife and your daughter and yeah. then her kid. And then AJ was, was commentating and... Um, and the vibe was just great. It was very organized. Yeah, you know what? That's 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 what I'm talking about. That's the energy that I live on. I get off on it. It's fun. No one gets hurt. You had a great time. And to know that it's a father and son duo. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> we need more of that. So the setup of the gym, obviously there were like chairs everywhere for from people watching, but 
normally you still have that ring in the center, right? Yes, that's that's uh, the night training. See, we have another gym that's a private gym. But when oh. I'm dealing with the celebrities and where AJ trains in the morning away from the public. So that's not the body shop where I went. That's no, you Metro went to Flex. Metroflex. Metroflex. Okay. Right. Got it. Got that's it. That's part of the extension of the body shop. But, okay. you know. That's where we do like fast switch training and just different stuff. 13,000 square feet versus Big gym. 1,500. Weights. Oh, so where okay. all the chairs are, there's usually just different machines. Yes. Bench machines, squat machines. Oh, when they press. move that stuff? Yeah, we'll move all wow. of it outside and then move it back in. Like it was stuff. so funny. Um, Arnold and I were laughing. Like, so you walk, you walk in, and then there's this ring and a bunch of chairs, and then there's like a bunch of like workout machines that are bolted to the ground, right? And then you keep walking towards the back, and then there's this bar, which is amazing. <laughs> and there was a sign on the at the bar that said, "All the proceeds go to help kids fight." And I'm like, <laughs> you could read that different. No, you know? no, no. <laughs> fight for Kids is a nonprofit that actually Rampage inspired me to do back in. I've had it for like 16, 17 years. Mm. And one of the problems that I had in the, when I was growing up in the hood is that there was not enough things for us to do of interest. Right. And I like to fight. So I said, you know, if I ever make it successful, and at this time Snoop was around, and I said, look, if we make it, let's do this nonprofit called Fight for Kids. You know him? Yeah. You know, so, Oh, he's yeah. one of the owners here at Dash. Oh, is he? Yeah, this comes okay. up almost every one of my shows. Well, That's well, so funny. Well, tell, tell Calvin... <laughs> That Tone Loke was in the house. I see I'll call it. him tonight. You call him and say you were but, here. Yeah. And you met Ski. That's his partner. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He probably sitting down here to check on me because he is Snoop <laughs> slick. Snoop pick and choose who he wants to deal with. And he has eyes everywhere. Yeah. But I, I, I'm doing the right thing for sure. And I wanted to do a fight for kids. I said, I want to fight for the kids and I want to take money and I want to help the inner city kids get out of here. Because that was one of the things that I wasn't able to do is I wasn't able to go with my athletic abilities to other places. And that's where Joey Davis and AJ were able to travel around the world as wrestling. Mm -hmm. And look at them now, you know. AJ's 14 and 0, Joey Davis 133 and 0 mm -hmm. in wrestling. Five and 0. And pro. five and 0 is pro. So mm -hmm. look at what that little program that Rampage gave me, $3,000 to start, mm -hmm. contributed to. I'm going to connect you with Michelle Chambers. I know you met her. Yeah. Um, uh, newly elected councilwoman of Compton, District 1. Shout mm -hmm. out to Michelle. Shout Love out. you. Michelle. Um, I think that there's room for you guys to collab because she's very interested in um, basically creating resources for the kids in the city. Right. And so I think, uh, yeah. Let's see what we can do there. But what I wanted to say was after the bar, <laughs> we noticed that there was just an ambulance or not an ambulance, um, like one of those EMT trucks just waiting. Right. And they had the stretcher out and everything. Just <laughs> and in case. I've never been to a fight before, guys. Oh, okay. So I'm walking in. It's hot as hell. There's all these like, you know, men of, uh, you know, different looks checking me out. And I'm like, oh God, I'm like, <laughs> and Ar Arnold's like, yeah, that guy's, um, what's the, what's the gang MS 13 or something? Oh yeah. 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 He's like, yeah. So don't look in his direction. And then over there he's that. So don't look in it. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking straight ahead. You had nothing to worry about. Believe it or not. I have a lot of respect from all the different gangs, not mm. because I was a gang banger, but because I stand for what's right. And what's right wins and what's the truth will be anything. I'm telling you, love can beat hate all day long mm -hmm. uh, because hate has a conscious and so does love. Right. But if you are a human being, there is a point in your life where your conscious will catch up with you. Hopefully it's not when you're on your deathbed. 
Right. And when that happens, that's when love takes over. If if you're smart, you know what you're doing. Mm. So that's, you know, I went from being a street maniac to a, a strong man of faith, of spirituality. Try to stay away from religion. I'm not too religious because of all the corruption in religion. Mm. So um, you just have faith in what? Spirituality? Yeah. Oh, definitely spirit. Spirit is definitely real. I can tell you, we'll talk about that off your show. But man, mm. let me tell you something. There is something other than this. Um, I should have been... Dead. They said I probably wouldn't make it to be 12. Made it to 12. They said by 15, I'd be dead. By the time wow. I was 15, I was 18. They said you'd be dead for sure by the time you're 18. By the time I was 18, I said 19, then 20, <laughs> then 21. So I'm you're st- an alien, basically, because yes. you have more energy than I do. That's okay. And it's not the Snickers. I want to know your real secret. No, wait a minute. Hold Come on. on. It, it's I not. thrive there's, on There's success. stories, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yes. I'm asleep. I'm just like, all right. House full of people. Can't sleep, cutting weight, you know, just chilling. Like, all right, I'm in my bed. 3.30, 3.45, 4 o'clock. It's like clockwork. Mm. You hear my door go, clink. Guess who comes in my room no. <laughs> and is standing at the edge of my bed? Oh, I want to see what you're doing. No. 4 o'clock in the morning. Dude, get the fuck out. I'm asleep. Yeah. But that's Antonio for you. You know, he, he's like, the, I call him the Energizer Bunny. He really is nonstop. He'll take 15-minute naps in between the day, and he's good to go. I love that. I, mm. You know, I've met a few people like you, and I'm yeah. like, uh, I'm very in, intent on figuring out what it is that you guys have that the rest of us don't. don't. Let me tell You'll you. You'll lose your mind trying to. You yeah. just let them do as they yeah. do <laughs> and kind of follow along. If you try to keep up with it, man, it, it's too much. Yes. It's too much. Mm. You see the spiritual side of this world. <laughs> the world that I come from, people well, want to go there. They, they take drugs to get what I got naturally, and I'm able to give that to each and in each individual that I come in contact with. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was such a womanizer for a while, because mm. it was, you know, I, I tampered with Tandra. I mean, like, there's a whole nother thing going on, and you don't need drugs to do it. You just need to connect with people. You need to learn how to open right. up. Like, you know, women are really good at that. They know how to open up. But because of these raggedy ass men that are out here, a lot of women <laughs> shut down. Right. And they don't allow a man to connect with them. Uh, but if a woman opens herself up and allows that man to connect with her, it is amazing. There's mm. nothing that you can compare to it because that's the way we were created to be. And we got away from it because of all this fake stuff, you know? Mm. So I'm so glad that this is the show that's leading into our dating show because this is great insight. You know what? You need to have Antonio sitting here. You bring the, the highest level psychologist to the doctor, whoever you want to sit down with me with no college degree because I'm going to tell you what they can experience, what mm. I've experienced. Mm-hmm. And I was in it the whole time trying to understand why I am the way that I am. And that's when I realized, okay, I got it. And I was able to change. And not only change, but now I can help women because how many men out there now can help a woman? These men out here are so damn bougie. They're in the mirror with this. I'm not against, you know, man taking care of himself, but this new metrosexual style with these tight ass pants, tighter than a woman's <laughs> pants, and you're like trying to pull them up all on the bed. I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm just not with that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, everybody has their own boat, so they sell. Right. But with me, I want to connect to the right way, the way it was designed to be. And that's it. It's mm-hmm. only one way, and that's the right way, and anything else is your way. So the right way is her way. We're in agreement? <laughs> To a certain point, but see, if you're the man that I am, letting her do it her way, she will naturally reciprocate and allow you to do it your way. Absolutely. Because you're making her happy. 
Right. Okay. So it's all about disarming. Yes. That's all it comes down to. It's like letting the person feel and just be and, and feel heard. Right. And then once we like men or women, I think are heard, our guard is let down right. and then there's room, you know, for you to be heard. Yeah. Well, yeah. I build the trust backwards. I'm heard first and then I listen and then I analyze and then I know what to do. And that's why I'm good at what I do. Mm. So I all do right. it the right way though. I'm telling you, there's a lot of power in a man that knows his worth. You sure I can't call you Mandingo? No, I got that day. You gotta go, God. That was a fighting warrior from Africa. I've always had these strong African, you know, high cheekbones, chisel face. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta be something different. I wanna be a warrior, Mandingo warrior. AJ, I wanna know. You're 24 years old, 14 0. That's, that's a big deal. Um, what goes through your mind when you're walking out and you're seeing hundreds and thousands of people, some fans, some haters? cheering, booing, waving posters, calling your name. What's that like? I'd say that's probably the only time I actually get nervous. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not a nervous person, so I'm usually in the back playing music, playing games, messing around, playing with my corner. Um, when I'm backstage though, right before I walk out, you know, and you know all those fans are out there, yeah. all those people, and it's just like, you hear your name, you know, AJ Mercenary McKee, and you're like, oh, it's that time. Yeah. And then, you know, you just take a deep breath and you go, you know? And then, I don't know, it's like from there, I just, I go into another world. It's, it's kind of like, once I step foot in that cage, I call it my playpen. I just go in there mm. and I play around, you know, it's, it's my own little world, my own art, you know, it's, martial arts is an art of its own. So I, I just, I go in there and I express myself, you know, in, in different ways. Some fights are quick and aggressive. Some are just laid back, picking strikes. It's, it just depends, depends what AJ shows up that day. There is a confidence about you, and is that because you feel thoroughly prepared? Um, currently, yes. Before, I, I would just say it's it's a mental it's a mental part of just wanting to break everyone. Ment mentally, I would I would go in there and I'd look forward to breaking someone. I know everyone has a breaking point, so mm. I, I know mentally I'm going to push myself harder than anyone can can push themselves, prepared or unprepared. So now being prepared consistently camp after camp after camp and just having a regiment and a routine. I mean, the, the people got a force to be reckoned with, but mm. uh, it's, it's fun, you know? This is, this is my lifestyle. This is what I love to do. Mm -hmm. So there's a moment when you're in the ring and you see that you've hurt someone. And um, what do you call that? There's a, it's like a tell, right? And like people, when you get injured in the ring, you try to conceal your, your pain because that makes you a target, right? Yeah, I it's it's called a poker face. Oh, okay. Because in poker, you know, you got to bluff sometimes. Yeah. You, you could have the worst hand and win a million dollars. Right. That's just part of the game. Um, I mean, I've went into a fight with broken hands before, and holy people, shit, people didn't even know. I I broke my hand a week before a fight, went in the fight, and fought the whole fight. And you still use that hand to fight? When needed to be, sometimes. Yeah. Um, it hurt, but it's it's part of the game, you know. That's that's. I would say that's just the ballsy part of it, you know? That's that mentally breaking people part that I just, I'm like, fuck it, if, you know? I'm gonna go in there and do what I gotta do. Yeah. It's, it's I just love the sport, I love the fight, and I'm looking forward to, to this year, you know? To Bellator. Every, Bellator this year, they're, they're writing million dollar checks and I'm looking forward to collecting it. I wrote myself that million dollar check. When, Dad? Oh, Jeez. when you were 
He was a junior coming out of junior in high school. He wrote himself a check. For, doesn't mean, he wrote himself a check for one million dollars. Doesn't matter when I wrote it. It's time to cash it. So Amazing. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, to. so I love this right here because um, I'm a firm believer in setting a goal and working backwards, and that's what you did. You were intent on doing what you needed to do to make a million dollars, and now you're going after it. Yeah. I love that. He's somebody different, though, when he's in the ring. I, I, look, I know my son. Mm. I can tell him what his weight is on a dot. I can tell him how he's feeling. Um, you say you he, can tell him what his weight is? Oh, yeah, yeah, he'll look at me and be like, oh, you're 149. Yeah. I know his body. Yeah, no he, way. He, yeah, I'll be like. Do like, uh, you have kids? No. Okay. When you have children, they're a part of you, right? Mm -hmm. And they're still connected to you, but there's nothing connecting them physically. It's spiritual, right? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I talk about in when I meet a fighter. He becomes someone else when he's in the cage. It's I look me. in his eyes. It's not. That's not AJ. Honestly, sometimes like when I'm in there, 30 seconds will feel like two seconds. Mm. A minute and a half will feel like a split second. Sometimes like I'll be in there. I remember my first like world star sports center like first time like i made a big stream first knockout that went viral um i was calm the entire fight i was getting frustrated because i couldn't get to him i couldn't hit him he wouldn't come forward and i was just like all right take a deep breath step back and relax and then he came forward and i threw a kick landed the head kick and immediately i had an adrenaline rush it was like get him mm -hmm. i knew he was out but it was just i think being so calm that entire time and looking for that one strike when it happened it it was like something triggered. It was like, mm -hmm. get him. You know, it's just like a, a, a different part of me that it's that art, you know, even though it's yes. as brutal as it is as a sport. I mean, it's it's kind of what we are as human, you know, back. You could take it back to the Roman days when they're doing gladiator stuff, putting people in circles or fighting lions and doing crazy. shit. That's part of who we are. We thrive off the adrenaline of, oh, can they do this? Mm. So like sometimes when crazy things happen or like you get a, a dramatic knockout, things just trigger and, and it's it's that adrenaline, you know? That's what everyone thrives for is that adrenaline. It's it's that peak of yeah. of just, I would say it's like a utopia feeling. It's, it's great, I, I love but it. But it could take you one of two directions, I feel. You yeah. can either um, go ham and mm -hmm. lose your focus, right? You could just be like, well, let me just hit as many times as I can, or you can be strategic about where and when and how, right? That so comes with time, I would say, and, and just experience. managing it, time and experience managing yeah. it. I kind of figured that out my last amateur fight. I used to just love to go in there and just, all right, let's throw these hands. Yeah. I'm going to knock you yeah. out or I'm getting <laughs> knocked out. But then it came to a point, okay, let's let's wait. Let's be calm. Let's be patient and kind of pick my strikes and see what's, what's going on and how things are going. And that's when a whole other world kind of opened up. And that's when it became the art part of it. Because mm -hmm. now you're mixing it up. You're not just going in there and you're trying to rip someone's head off. You're, you're mixing up the different arts. You got the kicks, the punches, the different angles. And, and that's, I'd, I'd say that's kind of where the sport's going now. You know, a lot of people are actually learning how to fight. They're not just going in there and swinging, trying to knock each other's head off the whole mm -hmm. time. It's more strategic. Exactly. Chess, not checkers. There you go. Okay. Mm. All right. Hey, cheers to that. I have some Azunia tequila for you guys. It's their um, black, which is two years aged Añejo in uh, whiskey kinda barrels. Like I kind of like it, honestly. Cheers. I'm, I'm a whiskey guy Thank myself. Cheers. So. Whiskey? This ain't whiskey. No, this, this is tequila. 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 No, but whiskey drinkers love this. Yeah. 
Taste that barrel. The Lord help me, Father. <laughs> it's good, right? Oh, shit. Excuse that bar- my language. That, that barrel tastes delicious. Let, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Let's talk about the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you got that spirit? The spirit is on me. <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, speaking of that, that's one of the training regiments that I teach, and no one gets it. I don't tell them. Yeah. Because people are so quick to say, oh, that's weird. Oh, I ain't with that old hocus pocus shit. But everything you do is connected to that. Right. Whether you want to call it spirit, you want to call it energy, mm-hmm. whatever it is, at the end of the day, who are you? Yeah. Who are you spiritually? Who are you? Forget the flesh, because that's going to leave. Who are you spiritually? And that's what all of these fighters celebrities, stars, Floyd Mayweather, all these guys, all this freaking money and all this. Who is their spirit? If you have all this money and your spirit does not run with the money, you're unhappy. So you expose all this stuff. Yeah, I like 50 Cent's great guy, but everything is about money and flash and this, that, that. Yeah. Show me you're happy. Mm. You seem happy. You can feel it. I can feel it. You know what I mean? I felt it the night I met you. See? So imagine... If people who had all this money could be as happy as me. Because mm. I'm going to tell you, if I was a multimillionaire, I could not sit around and watch homeless people be homeless. Right. I couldn't do it. I would say, you know what? I'm going to take a part of my proceeds and I'm going to help this. I want a place, a facility where people can come and eat, where they can shower. Yes. And I'll have the homeless people work it and be able to have a job to feed the other homeless people like yeah. they were. And eventually it'll go, go, go. But there's something about people who have a lot of money. They don't want to help people. The more money you make, the more you want to hold on to it. It's Why? kind of a weird phenomenon. You're going to die, and that money is going to go where? Right. And you're going to go where with your money? Yeah. Enjoy buy, life. Buy cars and enjoy them. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to go fast. A- AG's like, F it. I'm not giving anyone my money. <laughs> no, he's pretty no, good. I, man, he's I love solid. to. I take my team out, teammates out to eat every every other day. Like, I'm, I'm a people's person, but yeah. I would say within my own circle. He's you know? a loyal dude. I'm, yeah. He's you want to help people you know and yeah, watch them grow. Yeah, if you're in that gym sweating with me, bleeding with me every day, like, mm-hmm. that, that's loyalty. who I'm going to take yeah. care of. He's a very loyal. He believes in loyalty is royalty. All day. Are you, um, okay, I'm not like a sign person, but I'm curious, what's your sign? I'm an Aries, which is different because I'm very calm and laid back. Oh, see, I don't know. Okay. Aries are like very high strong. Are they? Kind of like this okay. guy here. Are you an Aries? Oh, no. No, I'm a gangster ass Pisces. Yeah, he's- oh, I'd expect you to be a Leo. I'm a Leo and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would expect you to be like, you know, because you're prideful and you're um, charismatic and you're loyal and... Um, yeah. So let's 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 do let's analyze this. Okay. So they say based on astrology, okay, mm-hmm. you're this or that, you're this or that. But what makes that? Your mother, well, your dad, they they were intimate together. At a your certain dad time. Did something very special. <laughs> nine yeah. months before you came out. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So in the process of what he did. You were being created inside of your mother's womb, which she carried you and she nourished you. And so you were part of what she was at that nine months. And then you're released into this world to be who? Mm. See, your your destiny is already done. You just have right. to tap into it. And that's what I learned. I go, damn it. If I can teach this, I would probably be like the Gary Vee show because Gary Vee is great. Mm. I like what he does. We've actually been on his show mm. and we did, it was great, great interview. But I want to touch something deeper than that. Yeah. Because... That's great. Right, right. Let, let me connect with you spiritually and physically. I will move you. 
So what I'm hearing, I think is pretty consistent with the other athletes I've had on my show and that it's all mental. Any, if you want to achieve anything in life, it's psychological. You really have to be mentally strong. You have to block out the haters. You have to block out the doubt. You have to believe in yourself first and foremost. Right. And that's that comes what I'm hearing cocky. across the board. Oh, I'm co- you're cocky because you believe in yourself. It's the difference no, between cocky and confidence. I don't even think you need to say it. I think it's more just like when you look in the mirror and you're getting ready to work out or you've set this goal and you know, you're know you on your path. I think it's just a matter of saying to yourself, I got this. Let's go get it. Yeah. You know, I used to <laughs> tell myself. It. And it sounds so much easier than it yeah. is. It is a really hard task to stay on track. Yeah. Am I wrong? You know, I just I wake shit. up every morning some days and I'm just like, I don't feel like training today. Yeah. And I'm like, got a million dollars to go get. Let's go get it. Right. That's the devil. <laughs> like, that's just like wanting to knock you off okay. your game. So you hear what he just said? Yeah. He said he wakes up and he says, I want to go get that million. Okay. This is where most athletes fail. Mm. He gets the million. Now what? Oh, okay. Sure. What do you do with it? Or now no, what? Just, what now? Okay. You, this That's, is why. Honestly, that wasn't even my first goal. That's the crazy part. I mean, like, actually, it was my first goal, but, like, the million dollars was just a, a plus. Like, it was always that dream of holding that belt, you know, and having that belt. But to accomplish two dreams within one, I mean, that's when it was just, like, it became kind of surreal, mm. I would say. That's where you need a good mentor, a good coach, good manager. Because mm-hmm. once you accomplish that, how many athletes, when they get to the pinnacle of their careers, they get what they want, they bought their mom that house, they bought their dad yeah. that house, then what? Next thing you know, they're strung out on drugs somewhere in a rehab doing crazy shit. Okay, well, let me ask you, Mr. Spiritual, how do you keep the fire lit? Because you've accomplished your biggest goal in life. Set new ones. There you go. Remember I said, okay, I was going to interrupt you, but I wanted to be rude. (laughs) You said mentally every day you tell yourself something, but where does that line up spiritually? Connect Mm. the two. Can you connect them? Are they not the same? No, absolutely not. Okay. So I mean, I'm just saying, most people would say that. Me personally, because I see things a little different, I'm kind of strange. Uh-huh. There is a voice from above and below. Oh, okay. Okay. So there is no break middle. It down. There's no middle. Above is what's right and what's good and what's God. Below is what's dark, what's not good, what's energy is bad. What's above is positive energy. Okay. So, so break it down further. So above would be getting up and blocking out the noise and going after your goal and below would be indulging in the laziness, quitting. Or accomplishing it and not having anything after that. Uh-huh. That's where they lose. They, they, they get the money and then, well, okay, now they, they don't have anything to work for. See, that's the physical. Mm. The spiritual is so much more than the physical. <laughs> You'd never stop. That's why I never stop. I'm bouncing from one thing to the next. I don't even plan it. I just roll with it. My spirit is the free spirit, right? Mm. So I'm just going, 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 going until I take my last breath. And then then I'm still going because right. I'm going to go somewhere else and <laughs> get down. I'm going to leave this suit. This is temporary. I can't yeah. wait to get out of here. No, There's another side to this. You are excited by oh, life, though. Man. I can see that about you. Yeah, and it's infectious. Mm. I'm excited. I'm going to come work out with you. I, I'm not going to fight anyone, and but I will let you train me. <laughs> we'll enjoy every minute of it. Not I believe because it. I'm pushing you, but because you're going to get something that you've never got before. Mm. And that's, I really am that connected to what I do. I give it everything. And you can feel that and you can appreciate that. It's like a song. You attach an emotion to a song and mm-hmm. that becomes like your favorite song, right? It's right. just like the smell. There's something about that smell that's your favorite smell. Well, I want to get to learn who you are. I want to know what that smell is. I want to know what that song is. And then I know who you are. And so then I can be a better person for you. And that's my appreciation is that I'm able to be that for that person. Side note, um, 
men out there, if I like your cologne, I will like you so much more than you deserve. <laughs> but if I don't like your cologne, unfortunately, <laughs> it affects my feelings. What Guys, is don't that? Don't buy cheap shit. You got to wear good shit. Bro. No, and Acts okay, I work. just have to say, stay away from Dolce & Gabbana anything. I don't know what it is, but like, it doesn't mix well with the oils in the skin. It just makes you smell. That's my opinion. Sorry, Dolce & Gabbana, don't sue me. I'm simply <laughs> saying I don't like it. Well. Everybody have different pheromones that their body gives off, right? No, I yes, but so, this particular cologne is just not all you. bad. It's all bad on anyone. Something happened here. We gotta we gotta <laughs> figure out. We're gonna put you under hypnosis and find out. Dolce Gabbana, you're in trouble. <laughs> what was that guy that wore it that pissed you off? You think something? It, there, there's there's it has to connect to something. If it, I do connect scent to experience, um, I can't recall anything, but yeah, we wouldn't have to. There. Well, okay. Maybe there's a loved one All from right. your past. All right, Master. We'll figure it out. Boom, boom shakalaka. <laughs> um, okay, do you guys have a walkout song? Do you use the same one or do you change it up? I do. I mean, I kind of change it up. I like different songs. Um, I've had a couple made. He's had a couple made. Oh, so. like custom? Who yeah. makes them for you? Different, different artists. Different Snoop, artists. One of Snoop's artists made one. Oh, uh, how cool. His his next one was going to be uh, Nate Dog. No, not Nate Dog. Uh, Daz. Daz Dillinger. Mm. Yeah, from Long Beach, Snoop, down, Dog Pound him. I do him. miss um, Nate Dog's voice. Yeah. That was a yeah, one of a kind, guy. right? He used to play with AJ when to, he was yeah. a kid. No way. What was he like? <laughs> he used to come to my dad's shows, fucking all white mink coats. I'm like, who the fuck is what? this? Nate had it going down. But uh, yeah, I remember I was a kid, probably eight or nine. He used to walk in, his nice little entourage, all white mink coat. Yeah. Was Nate, everyone Nate in white? Was cool. Nah, just Nate. Just him. Yeah. Okay. When, when you were it's all like a white, wedding. So yeah, it's like he was guy, the bride. <laughs> exactly. If you're that guy, you wanna you wanna be the one that's in all white. Mm, okay. <laughs> so interesting. I never know where these interviews are gonna take me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. They can go a long way. They, yeah. So as we uh, kind of wrap up the show. I don't wanna stop though. I like this. I don't wanna stop I wanna do with this you guys either. But I can tell that you guys are so insightful and we have two different generations here. So I want to know, Antonio, I know you have some real insight you want to share with us. AJ, from a 24-year-old perspective, what, I mean, if somebody wants to get in the game now, what advice do you have for them? Do it. Do it. Do and it. then how do they get started? Do they call you guys or? Come who? to the gym, you know, come to the gym, go to the gym. Um, I would say starting MMA is, is, it's a lot of bag work. You know, you're going to stand in front of that bag. You're going to learn everything you need in front of that bag from mm. your range, from the perfect punch to the correct technique of kicking. I mean, a, a bag can get you a long way, believe it or not. Um, a lot of guys out here, they, they don't know their range. So they go out there and they punch. They got 75-inch 70, wingspan like myself, and they're going out there punching like they're, they got short arms. Mm. So it's I would say standing in front of that bag – and, and learning your range, you know, learn exactly where the end of each punch is. Like I could put my arm up straight out at any point and know exactly where I'm going to touch. Interesting. That's knowing your range. Uh -huh. So uh, that's a big key. You know, it's key to fighting, I would say. Okay. Antonio. You already know. Go see a psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> because if you want to fight, there's something wrong with you. I don't give a shit what nobody says. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Facts. Yes. Facts. The job that so we do. So don't date a fighter? No, date them because they. The most loving what, people wait, there are. Date a fighter that's not on <laughs> drugs, okay? Because we've had some fighters that have done some pretty crazy crap, but it, they're on drugs. It's not, it's not who they are. The drugs mm. brought that out of them. But I'm going to tell you something about a fighter. A fighter is probably the most loving and compassionate person that's not addicted to drugs. Steroids alter 
your body, it alters your mind, your thoughts. Okay, doesn't alter your spirit, mm -hmm. but it alters all the other things that connect. So I tell people all the time, be natural. And if you really want to fight, go sit down and talk to a psychiatrist or call me at 562-234-7950. Mm -hmm. And, we'll and I'll, I'll talk to you honestly, because our job is to hurt and maim the next guy over there in the red corner, the blue corner, mm. until the ref pulls me off of you or... I choke your ass out or knock you out unconscious and it's over. There's we we operate on a different level, okay? Yeah. It's definitely a different level. I'm not saying that it's a good or bad thing. It is a human thing, but understand what you're doing. And did you notice most of the fighters that were the best fighters in the UFC were all bullied? Mm, I did not. Yes. Conor McGregor bullied. George GSP bullied. Most of the guys, Rampage, all these guys that were the champions, they either looked up for people, looked out for people who were being bullied or they were bullied and they become the greatest fighters in the world. Outside of that cage, they're a hamster. Mm -hmm. But when they get in that cage, something takes place where they become invincible in that cage and a lot of it is fear. It's fear, believe it or not. They're afraid. And that's why they do so well and that's why it's so hard to do it naturally. These guys push their bodies and they become their own enemy in their own mind mm -hmm. when they need somebody to actually will do it the right way. And that's what I believe. And I pride myself in being natural and not doing drugs or steroids, but changing the eating habits. I think the whole world is in trouble. With food and diet? Food, just the things uh, that are going on. It's so wrong and the water and the the, the the foods aren't even real food anymore. You can't even get food with that, that has seeds so you can just throw the seeds in the backyard and grow your food. Everything is just, it's not good. I don't want to talk about that because then your show may get trashed. No, that's okay. But, we talk about everything. De definitely there's there's a serious problem going on in this world yeah. and we have enough land we have enough land people that no one should ever be hungry mm -hmm. why do we do that why is it that these people can't eat or there's no place for them to live when you have so much land that's just sitting no one owns it it's just sitting right so why can't we turn those places into a facility where homeless people actually plant the seeds and actually take care of the land right and build a little barn it's private owned. You don't have to go through all the things. I'm going to connect you with my buddy, Matt, who actually creates these um, like tiny homes for homeless people. And it's made out of like recycled materials. Right. Um, pretty cool. I would love to do that. That's what I'm going to retire at. I'm just going to go around the world with my mobile home and my metal detector. And I'm going to find gold and comics <laughs> and shit. And I'm going to help people. I'm going to feed the homeless. I'm going to just be a motivational speaker because I love to talk. Gold and comments and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, where are we finding this gold? Where's the gold at? I'm just going to go look for some okay. shit. I got my metal <laughs> You're going to go on the beach? Yeah, I'm going everywhere. <laughs> I think I'm course. connected. I'm, I think I'm connected somehow. My pineal gland is extremely active. Mm -hmm. Do you know about that? I don't. Oh, that's another conversation. I see. <laughs> you bring me on that dating show. So <laughs> actually, I would probably be bad for the dating show because I would really educate men. Because you women are all the same. You are emotional, period. And if you're not emotional, that means you're a scorned woman. That means you got some major shit. Okay, well, daddy issues. I, I'm gonna drop a little bit of knowledge on y'all. There's an emotional element. However, it's because we go through a cycle of hormones, mm -hmm. whether we like it or not. Day one is this. Day seven is Absolutely. this. Day nine is this. And so. I have to say, like before I started looking into this, I was confused by my own emotions sometimes. Like sometimes I'd find myself being upset 
And I'd be asked, why are you upset? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not like, I don't have a reason, you know? So I've learned that um, diet actually plays into it, right. um, exercise, yes. and then yes. also just kind of understanding that this is right. where you're at today right. and being okay with it. Right. Um, but yeah. So. And it gets, it gets more active the older you get. That's why it's so important that women are in physical combative sports like cardio kickboxing it mm. is amazing for older women because remember you women are producing high levels of testosterone as you get older mm. and less levels of estrogen and right. we're the opposite that's so we can have companionship there's a reason for that you think so when i'm young i'm producing all this testosterone and you're producing all this estrogen which will harmonize my testosterone right so mm. as as i'm getting older i'm coming off and my body is starting to produce more estrogen now where you're producing more testosterone. That's why they like the evil old lady. She's mm. mean. That's why. So we now can compliment each other. But you know what can kill all that? Hmm. When you're feeling that way and that person that you allow in your space right. comes up and kiss you and says you're beautiful today and I love you, uh. guess what? You're, yeah, all right, you're, fine. You're done. Fine. I don't want, I feel so exposed right now. Like <laughs> he gets me. <laughs> but that's honestly. A woman that's self-driven like you are, that's trying to go out and get into want to hoo-bang and sleep with everybody, yeah. you're going to have a certain aura about you that a smart man that knows what he's doing can pick up on. Mm -hmm. It's the same. And it's so not fair for those. There's a book called uh, The Mystery Method. Uh -huh. I don't know if you've ever read that, but don't read that book because it... it, it it's not good. <laughs> I'm like, there is a book, but don't read it. Read it. <laughs> You're, when you talk to someone with experience, remember they have a connection with it, not only because they did it physically, but they also have a connection with it emotionally. And when you deal with emotions, you're dealing with something different and women are so emotional. We lost that when mm. the fall happened. Now we're talking about God and religion. But when the fall happened, man lost that. Mm. And so that's why like when men cheat, you know what we do? Let me tell you what we do. Hmm. We'll sleep with the girl and we'll go, damn, that was cool, but... I got I need something else. And then we get something else and we're like, damn, that was cool too, but that wasn't that's what we're searching for something. And check this out. The more and more we do it, the more disconnected that we become and the more we want to do it because we're disconnected. Now drugs play a role in that. Right, because it's a quick fix. Right, because now oh, I got this emotion. And that's why now that's why I don't like the cannabis. I mean, I don't like weed unless it's for medicinal use because we are manipulating women spiritually with marijuana. It activates the pineal gland wrong. Mm. And that's why people don't dream when they're high. They just go to sleep. Oh, man, I had the greatest sleep. Did you dream? No. Well, if you understand how the brain works and you understand how the pineal gland works, and this is where I need to sit with scientists and doctors because I'll shut them up. They, <laughs> they can't talk to me about the spiritual realm. This is a whole nother show, guys. And unfortunately, now we're out of time. Yes. Cheers. Cheers to... Azuna, Azunia tequila. tequila. Thank you so much. We love you. Um, guys, thank you very much for being on the show. Antonio us. and AJ McKee. We'll you be guys, back. yeah, you will definitely be back and Black we'll continue will be this back. conversation. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to the Jenna Ben Show. We Doof. air every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Pacific and we air every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific. You can find us on Instagram at the Jenna Ben Show. I'm the Jenna Ben. Antonio, what's your Instagram? Antonio McKee. AJ. AJ McKee 101. One Easy peasy. Over.